time for some overlooked stocks. The movers that you missed in today's session that fell on the radar of Mr. George Tillis, joining us, our contributor from Salt Lake, who's been looking for some of the uh, underappreciated movers of the day. George, let's go to Lamb Weston, uh, which after earnings jumped today, uh, but it's still down about 17% from its one-year high. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, it is, OJ. I mean, Lamb Weston, interesting company. I mean, I guess potatoes can be interesting, but uh, sure. effectively this is the second largest uh, in the world when it comes down to branded and private label uh, frozen potato products, everything from French fries, you know, things like mashed potatoes, diced potatoes, uh, chips as well. Okay. Uh, but Lamb Weston is actually the second largest, like I said, globally. And uh, it was uh, higher today based on earnings announcement, but you're right. The stock itself over the last year is reflected to the downside. In fact, the stock is down about 30% over the last uh, four or five months uh, as well. And I think that has to do with the fact that uh, the company was not shy upon uh, reporting very high cost of goods sold. They, uh, they talked about how transportation, warehousing, logistics, labor costs have really impacted their business pretty significant, significantly from a margin standpoint. I think today's uh, announcement also kind of reflects the fact that the company is still doing well from a sales standpoint. They did report about a billion dollars in sales for the quarter, so annualized it's around $4 billion in total sales. Uh, but they did denote uh, about 12% year-over-year comparisons on a sales uh, uh, footprint. So I think overall uh, we're seeing a little bit of a mixed bag today, a nice move to the upside after a little bit of a retrenchment to the downside for Lamb Weston because of the fact that you know they are very challenged in terms of some of the, uh, the higher cost of goods sold associated with their business. That again speaks to less visibility and earnings and profitability. And I think that uh, perhaps has also been reflected in the stock mm. price. George, you say potato, I say stock down 20% from its highs, but still trading nine points above its five-year multiple, its average multiple, five points below uh, where it is today at 36. It's a pretty expensive bag of potatoes. It is, and I, I think, you know, you got to consider where is the growth rate for a company like Lamb Weston, and its major competitor is actually privately held. It's called Schreiber Foods, which you've probably seen, uh, you know, if you've gone to places like Costco, some of their uh, a private label brand products. But I think overall, looking at uh, the guidance the company provided 20, for 2022, they're actually coming in with about mid uh, single digits in terms of sales growth. And if you look at the last five years, that's where about the stock itself or its sales growth has been, somewhere in the mid single digits. So it's not necessarily a business that you're gonna see pretty uh, you know, aggressive organic growth. Uh, when it comes down to its uh, its core business. Now, it does have, you know, about uh, 58% of its sales in the quick service restaurants, full service restaurants, about 20%. But you also think about things like other hospitalities, hotels, uh, major commercial cafeterias, but also retail. Retail is still a very small segment uh, of its business, about 16% of total sales. But I think overall, you make a good point, uh, OJ. Maybe valuation is still a little bit rich relative to its historical five-year average. But overall, you know, looking at the last four quarters of earnings, it did generate about $220 million in, in uh, net income. Uh, and that's about 11% relative to total sales. The free cash flow is certainly, you know, apparent in the business as well at around $230 million in the last four quarters. So, Situation where the company is just not growing all that much. Mm. Uh, I think it is 
you know, a solid a company on solid footing relative to its uh, its major competitors. But again, potatoes, you know, how much can yeah. they grow and, and where is that growth going to come from relative to those high cost of goods sold that the company did to know the earnings call? All right. Uh, and the earnings down from a year ago, despite the sales being higher. So it's not all making its way to the bottom line, uh, to your yeah. point here about some of the costs associated with the pretty straightforward business right now. Okay, uh, George, let's talk about the real, real, R-E-A-L, has been a real disappointment since its uh, debut. I mean, uh, we're trading uh, just under 12 bucks now. It started trading in 2019 at uh, $50. Um, no, where were we? We were at uh, 30 bucks, we're at 12 bucks now. Yeah, this is a, an interesting company, OJ. I think we've talked about it at least maybe once in the past, but it's been uh, quite some time. But I'm going to call this a essentially a concept trend stock. And it is in the consumer discretionary space, but it's essentially a, an online marketplace where, uh, you know, there's the elements of luxury goods, you know, things like, you know, Gucci, Prada, uh, or, or brands like that, for instance. Uh, they offer sales of authenticated higher-end luxury goods as well as consignment base sales of luxury goods. And, and again, these are authenticated, pre-owned uh, luxury brands, which, you know, if you follow eBay or, or used eBay, it's difficult to actually place authentication on luxury brands through places like eBay. So I think the concept that RealReal provides the marketplace is it, it, it caters to that higher end niche, uh, niche marketplace in which it actually generates as a company a pretty high take rate. You know, the take rate uh, is how much the company generates on a per sales basis. And in some regards, especially on the higher end of their goods, uh, anything above $10,000, the take rate can can exceed about 70%, which I suggest is quite high. And maybe that's one of the challenges the company has been facing as it's growing its brand and niche presence in the, uh, the luxury consignment and, of course, used uh, uh, sales marketplace. Now, the company was hired today because of the fact that they did report uh, gross merchandise volume, which was higher by about 40% in December relative to the previous uh, December of the uh, of the last year. The other thing is, is they did note about 10% increase in the average sales price. So that gives you an idea that prices are still robust. Total gross ver uh, merchandise volume sales are increasing. But I do think you did make a great point uh, earlier. The stock has been struggling. And I think it has to do with the fact that the company's take rate seems to be quite aggressive or quite high. And that's, again, crowding out some of the smaller sales on their platform. So, wow. again, I think if their uh, platform caters to very high-end and high-ticket item or ticket purchase priced items. Can they afford to lower that, that take rate? It's self-accretive to the business. Pardon me, OJ? Can they afford to lower that take rate? Or are you, are you saying they just have to sell basically high-end premium stuff to make it work? Well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to get at is they will eventually have to lower that take rate. I think that if you look at that 70 plus percent range on the higher uh, end of the equation, that seems a bit a bit large. But again, they do provide an online marketplace for luxury goods, which, again, you know, unless you delve in some very, uh, very niche local markets, it's difficult to establish yourself, uh, especially on the on the luxury end of the equation. Uh, amongst a, a large marketplace that can be, of course, reached globally. So the company itself also has, you know, uh, a few locations in specific, you know, higher end or bigger cities as well. So it's not just an online marketplace. They do have a, a, a presence from a retail brick and mortar standpoint. 
But I think overall, you know, looking at, you know, how much they're generating on, on a per sales basis, it seems a bit aggressive. So they'll either have to increase volume by lowering that take rate or continue to cater up to the, uh, the higher scale and higher ticket item based sales. And that's one of the challenges I think the business has faced overall in the, in the last uh, year and a half of it, as it's gained traction. But it does have analysts that back the stock. A Webbush recently upgraded the stock to 21 from 16. And the consensus uh, analyst estimate on the stock is around $21, $21 with about 11 analysts who cover the company, OJ. Okay. All right, uh, George. Thanks a lot, sir. The real, real and potatoes. You can't get two different, more different companies. Uh, high and consigned goods Pretty with a so. high take rate uh, and a bag of potatoes. All right. George Tills with the Overlook Stocks. Movies that you missed today. Thanks, George.